Timeless Audio Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal Podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. Welcome to the first Monday in August. That was <laughs> that was so long. August, welcome. It is August. Oh, my Lanta. Where is the summer going, people? Like, I am feeling, you know, getting a little bit more refreshed and kind of getting ready for the new school year to start, like mentally. But man, I mean, we, uh, for New York City teachers, we went all the way basically till the end of June. My last day was June 28th. So like June was not any really a part of the summer. And then July just flipping flew by. And now we're in August. What is going on? Craziness. And I, I feel like 2022 is just like flying here, people. But here we are. Um, it's also been a super duper hot. Um, I found it was a funny post the other day. And it was like, this is like the reality of seasons. And it's not just like, you know, summer, winter, fall, uh, spring. It was like winter. Then it's like false spring, actual spring, back to fall spring. And then it was like summer. And then it's like, it said like hell's front step or hell's um like front porch, which is like right now, which is like July and August. Then it was like um, fake fall. It's summer again, finally real fall and back to winter. <laughs> I read, I saw that post and just stood there and was like, yes, this is this is an actual representation of the seasons in this world. It is insane, in, insane. But so I hope you guys are um, surviving through the heat. Um, and you know what I actually found out? I mean, not found out, but I was kind of reminded because this is like middle school science stuff. But um, in places like Australia, which is on the other side of the world from me, it's actually their winter. Which, like, you're probably thinking, Allie, you're a teacher. This is middle school science. But listen, I'm a middle school social studies teacher. So science kind of left the building a while ago. But um, one of my friends, uh, Sam, she's dating a guy from Australia. And I remember we were talking and we were saying how it was, like, winter there. And I was like, wait a minute. Because it's, like, July when I was speaking to him and it was hot. And I was like, oh, it's it's winter over there. That's like crazy to me. But I mean, it's Australia. So it's probably very a mild winter. <laughs> I hope so. I should really look up the Australian, you know, weather patterns, because I just think of Australia as, you know, hot all the time and very, very interesting animals, by the way. 
Anywho, that was my uh, little tangent. Welcome back to the show. Thank you guys so much for subscribing, listening, and supporting. I am on such a flipping high right now because all the recent episodes have been with guests and all of these wonderful, amazing women have been coming on and we've just been having such fantastic conversations just about life, wellness, uh, mindsets, spirituality it's been like such a beautiful experience and i am just so grateful for the guests who have been coming on i am so grateful for the growth mindset gang for you guys listening and it's kind of funny because i remember like a few like a while ago when i came back into the podcast life after i had that big move in december i was like i really want to open up my podcast to guests again and i keep saying it i kept saying it i kept saying it and guys like i feel like i manifested it like listen back to some of the episodes in like um january february when i was really getting back into it i said i want to start bringing guests back on and then all of a sudden guests were just appearing in my dms filling out the forms my emails it's just been like manifesting of the abundance of these wonderful women and collaborations I've been having with them in these episodes. So I really hope you guys have been enjoying them as much as I have been creating them. And today we have a wonderful guest on, Miss Taylor Vahey. I am super pumped for you guys to listen to this episode. So again, thank you guys so much for the support. It means the absolute world. And if you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast. It's 99 cents per month. You guys already know that you have access to the Growth Mindset Gang text group. Um, you get the Wellness Wednesday episodes that are ad-free. When you're in the Growth Mindset Gang text group, you also have more access to wonderful giveaways such as some Starbucks gift cards, maybe some TJ Maxx, some Marshalls. Like, let's go and treat ourselves, people. So if you haven't already done so, please, please, please make sure to subscribe. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, you already know that link is in the show notes. And if you want to join the email list where every Sunday I email you wonderful mindset um, resources such as podcasts, meditations, um, self-development books, all those wonderful things, um, the email list Google form is linked in the show notes. You just got to put your name and then your email and I'll start uh, sending you emails out to you guys. Um, so I am super pumped for all of those things. So please make sure to go check out everything that's linked in the bio or the show notes, the bio. I'm just so used to Instagram at this point, but yeah, linked in my show notes. So like I said, today we have an amazing guest, Ms. Taylor Vahey. She is a senior at Bryant and we are talking about setting up your 20s for success and navigating that post-grad life. So this is for my early 20s growth mindset gang. And listen, my late 20s growth mindset gang, I'm there with you. It was nice to reminisce. <laughs> You know, um, this is going to be super useful for setting your 20s up for success, prioritizing your inner circle, definitely prioritizing your time in college and just setting up your intentions for your post-grad life because it could be scary and intimidating, but it could also be super exciting. And Taylor was very excited for her post-grad life. And she talks about so many strategies and useful tips to help us with the overwhelmed of the post-grad life, how to make sure in your senior year of college to really set sustainable habits to set you up for success in your 20s and really prioritizing your friend group and figuring out the person that you want to be. I had such an amazing conversation with her. She's such a beautiful 
light spirit with her. And it was so funny. We were both talking about how like we we're kind of a little bit tired before we um, did the interview because it was at like 4 p.m. And then, you know, after the episode, we were like, wow, we're just so energized. That was such a good conversation. It ran like pretty long. Um, the Zoom link was almost out of time for the second, <laughs> the second portion. Um, and we just had a great time. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Even if you're not in your early 20s and you've been living that post-grad life, I think you'll find little you know, bits and pieces that you still find useful or just funny tidbits of reminiscing of what college life <laughs> used to be and all of those wonderful things. And being really, really crucial on setting boundaries for yourself as you transition from college to real life adulting. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So here we go. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know 
we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I have an amazing guest with us, Miss Taylor. So Taylor, do you want to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? All those great things. Yes, I'd love to. My name is Taylor Vahey. I'm a content creator and rising senior in college. I go to Bryant University and I'm studying entrepreneurship and I'm kind of navigating this whole, do I want to do the content post-grad? Do I want a regular job? Um, what are the next steps in my last year of college to kind of set up my 20s for success? Um, I'm 21 now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be 22 in September. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you guys today and Allie. I know it was so funny when you first told me your age you're like yeah I'm 21 I was like oh wow to be like in my early 20s again because I'm like 28 I'm like wow those were the days I'm like really aging myself right now but um I wanted to jump into because you said you're um studying to be an entrepreneur and all those wonderful things and a content creator so what inspired you to then take that route of content creator slash entrepreneurship rather than maybe going towards a nine to five yeah, um, I think content is a really cool thing um, that kind of started off as a hobby and then it turned into a way for me to make money, which I'm very entrepreneurial. So I definitely hopped on to that opportunity. Um, but I think if you're doing it just or starting it just to make money, it's not um, the best business idea. Like you really have to enjoy like putting out content for free. And then if it evolves and grows, then that's awesome. But um, I, I really see like the whole content thing as being very entrepreneurial. And I think it aligns well with if you want to start a business at some point and you already have an audience, um, that's an amazing, you know, first market. You kind of already have like this larger, warm market than the average person. Um, I started producing content when I was in, I think, seventh or eighth grade. Um, I had a blog that nobody read and <laughs> classic, right? <laughs> classic. Yeah, that was um, the beginning. And um, it wasn't really a success in terms of, you know, numbers or audience. I don't think many people probably could find it or like knew it existed. Um, right. But but I realized that I really liked sharing my life. And um, I it was very niche. I had scoliosis and I wore like a plastic back brace or I was mm -hmm. supposed to but I ended up like kind of quitting it because it was just so terrible right um I couldn't do it it was like plastic and it had straps in the back it was hot you couldn't really wear normal clothes um because it kind of went like below like 
where pants sit like down your butt yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I know a couple of friends that had the brace and they just looked miserable 24 7 and I felt yeah so bad for them because it just looked so uncomfortable all the time yeah it was really uncomfortable like you had to sleep in it um and it, it basically works by like holding your spine straight while you're growing so you have to wear it as long as you're growing so at 14 they took an x-ray in my hand and I had a skeletal age of 11 um so yeah I was a late bloomer so they were like yeah you're probably gonna be in this brace for like three years maybe four um and I wore it for a couple months but it it didn't last but in that process of trying to wear it and trying to comply with um you know, treating the scoliosis, I found that I did not know one other girl that had scoliosis. I didn't know one other girl that had to, you know, find dresses that she could wear so that people wouldn't see it at school. Um, And even just getting through like the day or falling asleep at night was like additional hurdles. And like this time where you're trying to figure yourself out, middle school is kind of awkward. So I started making blog posts about like, what kind of dresses I would wear and my outfits. And it was less about the fashion and more about like trying to make it all work. Um, Mm -hmm. So like I said, no one really read it, but really realized that I liked being vulnerable. I liked kind of sharing um, what was good in my life, but what was also like a challenge. And Mm -hmm. um, I reached out to Lily Pulitzer and that was like my first, I guess, brand deal. They sent me $500 worth of um, clothing and told me like I could pick out what I wanted on the website for that amount. And I was kind of stunned that they answered considering nobody followed me. Right. Um, Didn't really have much of an audience, but I was kind of like, okay, I'm on to something. I think half the battle is just like asking and kind of seeing opportunities. And the worst thing that people are going to say is no, we're not right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that kind of opened my eyes to this whole content world. And then I kind of switched over to doing vlogs on YouTube and posting on Instagram, more like a diary or a blog um, Mm -hmm. instead of just pictures. And now I'm on TikTok, which is my largest platform. So kind of share whatever I'm up to in my life people are always like oh what do you exactly post about and I'm like well just me pretty much like anything anything is content right anything whatever I'm up to um so that's kind of how I've evolved into um where I am today and kind of finding the whole content um creation hobby that has also turned into um, a business with multiple streams of income which is exciting and Um, I took this summer to kind of figure out if I want to do this full-time. I turned down four internship offers and Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of scary, but I was thinking it's better to do the content thing now, the summer before my senior year of college, see how I like it, and then decide, do I want to pursue a more traditional career path? Do I want to do the content? Do I want to try to do both? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in that decision process right now. I'm not like a hundred percent sure, but I'm sure we can talk about more on this episode, um, kind of where my head's at with that. Right. And I, I completely agree because I actually do a little blogging myself on like medium.com because yeah. I, I totally resonated when you said you just like sharing your life and like seeing if people are kind of going through the same thing that you are. Hence why even I'm doing the podcast as well. It's like, I'm going through Mm -hmm. things. I'm kind of sharing. Does this resonate with anybody else? Mm -hmm. And it's very 
even though you're just talking about your life, you do feel like creative in some ways, like a nice creative outlet and, you know, ways to express yourself. Mm -hmm. So I love that, you know, that's how you, you jumped into it. And I think it's actually really smart because we are, it's 2022, we are in the day and age where it's so wonderful that like, you know, people that are kind of going through the college life, they have this wonderful choice of the internet, mm-hmm. which when I was in college, I graduated college in 2016. And like, it was kind of on the rise, like Snapchat was huge. Like that was, that was the thing. And so it was like, we're kind of piecing it together, but it still wasn't like a quote unquote reality. Like you can make money. I think people kind of had like, people were big YouTubers. That was like Mm -hmm. the big major income. Like Instagram wasn't really an income base. TikTok didn't even exist yet. Mm -hmm. So now as we're getting more into the internet age, it's beautiful how people have such more like bigger options than, you know, doing a nine to five or being an entrepreneur because back, you know, in the day entrepreneur was like, you had to start this business, like from scratch, like literally, you know, handing out flyers and stuff like that, where the internet, if you want to start a business, you kind of go through the same motion, but the internet gives you that extra push that mm-hmm. if you have a great following on, you know, TikTok or Instagram, and then you start, you want to start a business like that completely upheavals you like so much more. And it's actually kind of interesting, like now, cause I teach, you know, middle school. So I teach you know, 12 and 13 year olds. And when I ask them, Hey, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're saying influencers now. And I'm like, wow, like this is like, where we're at. Cause it's crazy at first you'd be like, oh, like, no, but now actually you can see like people gain so much revenue from, mm-hmm. you know, being an influencer on your know, social media and things like that. So I love that how now, you know, we have that choice, even, you know, people mm-hmm. like my age and their early twenties, they're, they started the nine to five. And they're like, okay, this is okay, but maybe I could do a side hustle. Maybe I can Mm -hmm. completely leave the nine to five and start a business online. Like there's so many like wonderful, awesome options for people. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree. I like that you're taking the process of, let me see if I like this entrepreneurship, like full term, like full focus. And Mm -hmm. if not, like that's totally okay. And you can then go into the nine to five. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, what are some like things in a nine to five job that are kind of deterring you and then pushing you more towards being an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think the set hours um, Mm. kind of scare me, but then I'm also experiencing the exact opposite of the spectrum right now where it's my job to wake up. It's my job to set my schedule. Um, if I, you know, want to go out and be hungover, like, and I don't have a boss to keep me accountable. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's a lot more discipline, um, but it's also nice to have that flexibility. Um, so I think the set hours and just like someone owning my time, like I, I don't love like knowing, okay, Monday through Friday, nine to five for, I don't know, 40 to 50 weeks in the year, someone else is going to know where I am, expect me to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really love commitment in that way. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of scaring me. Also, um, I have 50,000 followers. Is that going to be a problem for an employer? Are they going to look Mm -hmm. at that and, you know, be following me and being kind of critical? Or is it going to be a... um, you know, benefit, like, oh, this is really cool that she has this expertise. So I think that will just be finding maybe the right fit. But I think in some industries um, where it's a little bit more confidential or things are less um, open, that could be um, a little bit scary because also like when I tell people 
what I do. There's a big assumption before, you know, unless they've stalked me a little bit, they don't really know what I'm all about. Like you hear the word influencer and things pop into your head. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of go with content creators more, but then sometimes people are like, what is that? I'm like, oh, like influencer. And they're like, oh, you're that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like, I'm kind of being more open with people too that I meet randomly when they're like, oh, what do you do this summer? Cause I don't really have like a, anything else to say other than what I'm doing. I feel like before if people were asking, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm a student or like, oh, I'm working this part-time job. But right now I'm like, oh, well, I'm kind of doing this whole content thing. So it's been interesting to like be a little bit more open about that and see people's reactions. Um, I don't know if anything else deters me about the nine to five. Um, I mean, those are the two biggest things is just having a boss and then like the time constraints. Yeah, (laughs) maybe also like I'm pretty creative and I feel like in school, like when projects are more open ended, I like that a lot better in some ways than really strict guidelines. So um, someone like directly telling me what to do um don't love that because sometimes you know I might be a little creative and think out of the box and want to do it a different way Mm -hmm. um so that scares me also just like being bored and not enjoying it and kind of getting stuck um that's scary too Mm -hmm. um but then there's also some benefits that I'm realizing that the entrepreneurship route does not have so yeah yeah, I, I agree with you from, I mean, teachers are, are kind of like a weird nine to five where like, it's more like an eight o'clock to two twenty. And like, granted I am off during the summer, which is definitely a vibe. People are just like, mm-hmm. you know, how does it feel being off in the summer? I'm like, it's literally amazing. I really can't complain about it. And that's kind of where I get my creative space, mm-hmm. but I understand where you talk about how, you know, having a boss telling you what to do, kind of maybe stunting your creativity and being like in a set place all the time, like. I understand like the struggle. Sometimes like I'll wake up at 540 when it's the school year. And I'm just like, oh, like if I could just get up at seven, like I normally do, it would would feel, you know, so much better. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. like when my boss, like the principal comes in and observes me, it's not like fun. I don't look forward to them, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's just a part of the job. But I understand because even in schools, you know, teachers, like we love the creativity of creating our own lesson plans and work mm-hmm. and projects. But then, yeah, there's times where administration like, you know, tells you like, no, you need to teach like this and do this. And that's mm-hmm. where kind of I think the burnout happens, at least for teachers in that field. So I understand where you're coming from of like, you know, I don't really want someone telling me what to do. And then I also don't want to have like that time constraint of you're in this specific spot from this time to this time. Mm-hmm. Like my uh partner Nate, he works from eight to five, not even nine to five, and eight to five. Granted, he's fully mm-hmm. remote, but I'm just like, eight to five, like that's so long. Like my mm-hmm. day as a teacher is you know a little bit shorter. So it just like oh, always blew my mind. That's why I didn't go into the corporate world because like I couldn't imagine like sitting in a cubicle from nine to five just staring at a computer, you know, mm-hmm. all day. So like I, I completely understand where you're coming from. But I understand the other part of like, you know, with entrepreneurship, 
There is not the stability quote unquote. And I think that's where you're kind of leaning towards of, yes, with a nine to five, there is the stability of when you're getting paid, how much you're getting paid. And then a lot of companies and, you know, schools, hospitals, they all have like benefit plans and all those wonderful things. But, you know, mm -hmm. with entrepreneurship, you also do eventually, you know, you do it, you know, on your own individually, but you can still, you know, get that. So if someone, you know, in their early twenties, they're going to their senior year of college, or maybe they're just leaving college now, what would be your advice to them if they're kind of in that same realm? Like you are like, should I do a nine to five or should I jump into, you know, maybe doing their podcast full time, their YouTube channel first time, running their TikTok full time. So what would be your advice for them if they're kind of in the same situation that you are? Yeah. Um, well, what I'm realizing right now, like taking my hobby full time is now it's becoming a job. And if mm -hmm. I don't have a job to like fall back on, um, then it really is my job. And sometimes you don't want to do your job. Like, I think, I know there's that quote, like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, but I'm not sure that that's like completely that's true. Not, it's not like a hundred percent real. <laughs> I yeah. I think with everything, there's just sometimes things like you don't want to do, um, or you're not in the mood currently or whatever. Um, and I think that it is kind of scary. Like, if I don't have a hobby anymore, like if this is my full-time job and it used to be my hobby, like what's my new hobby going to be or whatever. So um, I think that there's some like part of me that wants to kind of keep it um, as a hobby. And I feel like that will give me a little bit more room to grow authentically and not put stress on, you know, mm -hmm. if I don't want to post something, um, I don't want to feel like I have to because my bills are, need to be paid. Yep. Um, I want to feel like I want to post things because I want to share it and I feel creative and inspired and motivated, not like, oh, I got to get this done. Um, so I think that that's a little bit of a hard thing. I think also just like knowing yourself as a person. Um, I'm pretty um, self-aware, which sometimes I probably am an overthinker, um, bordering on too too much self-awareness. Um, yep. But I think like if you don't really know like what makes you tick and what you like and don't like and can't really, if you're kind of like, oh, I don't know, um, maybe getting like some more um, work experience first um, to know what you like and don't like could be good. Um, and then there's also been like jobs in the past um, that I'll like take certain skills and kind of recycle them in my own way for my own business um, or be like, oh, this website we use for work, that would work really great for what I'm doing on the side too. Um, so I think that there is a benefit to kind of learning from other people. Um, and I think if it's going to be any financial stress of like going out on your own, like what is your risk tolerance? Mm -hmm. um, because like, I've been kind of doing it full time, but I'm also like in the college mindset right now. So if I'm not making a full-time income, that's okay. Because, um, most people don't have the opportunity to like work during the school year and content gives me that. So if I'm making a little bit less than, um, a salary job, I feel like that's okay. Cause I can do this like year round. Whereas if you're doing an internship over the summer, it's just, those two, three months that you can work. And then when you go back to school, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just like knowing yourself, um, knowing if it, you're going to get burnt out, like if this needs to be some type of hobby for you um, 
like do you have other hobbies and then like how comfortable are you with taking a risk and like maybe having some type of backup fund um, like an emergency fund or like a savings before you go out on your own that way if there are stressful time periods you can dip into it um, I also know that if there is a recession coming up like advertising could be cut um, in the whole content space that's like usually one of the first things companies yeah. cut in their budget so I think that um, even like for me, I'm kind of preparing to maybe cut down or like have my income lower a little bit or, um, you know, not be getting as many deal opportunities. So, um, but I also think you're young and the worst thing that's going to happen is you try it, you don't like it and you get a job. Um, so I think that it's, if you're, if you're going to regret maybe not trying it, go for it. But if you're a little unsure then maybe do the nine to five and have your side hustle be something that you look forward to after work and on the weekend mm-hmm. yeah I love that I'm all for like in your early 20s it's all about experimenting like mm-hmm. this is the time where you should try out like a bunch of different things and see really what works for you I like that you said like definitely be self-aware because I even thought you know you know, coming out of college, I always knew I wanted to, you know, be a teacher, but I kind of think back and I'm just like, you know, I, I went into college being like, I'm going to be a teacher. So that's, I was like straight path. That's Mm -hmm. always what I focus on was being an educator, but I kind of look back. I'm like, you know, what if I tried something else? What if I, Mm -hmm. you know, experimented like a little bit more. So now what's happening is towards like my late twenties. Now I'm experimenting a little bit more with like my Mm -hmm. creative outlets, like blogging and doing a podcast and stuff like that. So I highly like encourage you know, people in the early twenties to experiment, 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 see what works Mm -hmm. for you, see what doesn't. And also just know yourself. Like I kind of knew like with entrepreneurship, like I know for myself, I low key kind of like having like the stability and, you know, I like having a boss, but also not having a boss. Like it's kind of like a 50, 50 share because Mm -hmm. like me being like the type A person where I like expectations. Oh, this is what they expect of me. This is what I need to do. Got mm-hmm. it. So there's not much, too much thinking involved. It's when there's like too much expectation or too many guidelines where then, okay, now you're taking away creativity. So I think mm-hmm. it kind of really depends on who your boss is. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you too. Maybe, you know, right now in your early twenties, becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own business may not be financially in the space yet. So maybe you have to jump into a nine to five, do it for a few years, save up your money and then start as a side hustle and then stay with your nine to five, or then you save enough money and you can maybe leave your nine to five and go to, you know, your side hustle becomes your business full term. That's what I mean with the internet. We we have so many, you know, avenues that we can really take. Mm -hmm. So I completely hundred percent agree with, you know, know yourself, experiment that this is the time or your early twenties is definitely the time to just see who you want to be, see what works for you. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you get into that post-grad life, you kind of, you know, see the different avenues that you can totally take. Mm-hmm. So my next question then is, what would be some advice for girls that are leaving college or in that starting the post-grad life mm-hmm. and they're feeling like super overwhelmed by leaving like the safety and structure of college and just jumping into the career field so mm-hmm. how, what would be some strategies that you would advise them to kind of calm their overwhelm? Yeah, I think everyone is kind of feeling the same way, whether people want to admit it or not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when I'm like the vulnerable one. I'm like, oh, this makes me nervous. And people are like, oh, really? Like trying to play it cool. I'm like, all right. We're I, all I, nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're lying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just kind of knowing like you're not alone. Every, everyone's making that transition. And I think that there's such a big um, focus for like high school to college transition. Like for me, that was like a three, four year preparal process yeah. of like looking at schools, taking the SATs, getting good grades in high school, preparing, you know, my like extracurriculars to apply. Um, and then now that I'm in college, I thought that there'd be a little bit more talk about like this post-grad life. Nope. Um, throw you to the wolves good luck and I think it's like probably going to be the biggest transition of my life um and I think that if you're like someone that struggles a little bit with change maybe preparing yourself like in your senior year to make some of those adjustments beforehand like I know my freshman year of college I went out all the time the classes were easy I was getting to know people it was Mm -hmm. a new environment um, so that wasn't like a problem, but I feel like for post-grad, um, pr- like to prepare for post-grad, I'm going to maybe not go out as much this year. So that way next year, it doesn't feel like, oh my God, I was going out Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday. Um, oh God. and yep. now, nope. <laughs> and, nope. yeah. And now I'm like in this working world and my friends are all over the country. Um, so I'm going to kind of be making like small changes through the year to prepare, Um, And then I think also just like knowing yourself, like what works for me usually doesn't work for other people Um, Mm -hmm. because I don't know, everyone's just different. Like I Google calendar my whole life. I have a journal that I write in every single day with like kind of my brain dump, like to do's, any reminders. And I know that if like I apply, had one of my friends apply that system, they would be like, this is too hard. This is too much. But for Mm -hmm. me, it's helpful um so I think just like knowing what works for you um making those you know small changes through the year um and then also um maybe having some mentors to lean on that are a few years older like alumni at your school that recently graduated that you can kind of um look up to and like contact because your peers are kind of all in the same boat and probably yeah. no one has we it that figured out doing. <laughs> yep. yeah so I think like you know if you have a friend that you made it's a few years older that already graduated kind of reaching out to them and asking them what the transition was like for them that's kind of what I've been doing um and even when I talked about the college search process like I'm even gonna do a little bit of that for like a city search process like mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a few trips this year and kind of like score some cities on like some criteria the Ooh, same way I that. yeah, yeah idea. thank you maybe make it like a little vlog content series or something um and kind of be like okay like here's the weather here um the traffic um the cost of living, things like that, and just kind of have it like in a spreadsheet. Because for me, if there's like a system or um, some type of structure around decisions, um, it makes me feel better. And I feel like if I make the wrong decision, I'm like, at least I tried. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I know some people are a lot more go with the flow, but like, that's just not me. And I'm not go with the flow. (laughs) I I used to pretend I was. And then I was like, you try so hard to like, be like, yeah, it's fine. We'll just go with it. I'm just like Mm -hmm. internally screaming, like, no, what's the itinerary? What's the plan? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. 
my poor boyfriend I probably catfished him I was like I'm so easy going go with the flow and now I'm like can you get a google calendar account so that I can schedule events into your life and he's like what <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding Nate he's very go with the flow I think uh, maybe that's more of a man thing than a woman like women we like mm-hmm. to plan I talk about this with like my friends all the time and like we're all sitting in the same thing where we like to plan things and they're like oh we'll figure it out mm-hmm. I made I'm not even kidding you I love that you brought up a google calendar we have a google calendar it's called the life of Nate and Allie and whenever Aww. there's things do together it's in green it's in the calendar so that mm-hmm. way he like always he always knows when we have to go and do things so yeah, yeah I I completely agree Cal- I, Google calendars, lifesavers I love Google calendar and I'm like a big paper person like if I need to take notes for school or like whatever I want to print them out and just like have them on paper but the thing with Google Calendar, I recommend to anyone that's like needing to develop a better like scheduling system. Yeah. Um, it's just so easy because it's on your phone, it's on your computer. And I don't think many people like care can carry like a heavy paper planner around. Um, when I first started dating my boyfriend, he was trying to tell me that he likes using his paper planner. And I'm like, I've never seen you bring that anywhere. So yeah. how does this work? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I don't think you write. I don't think you use it. Like, I think we should get, the I Google think it's account. for show. I think it's just there. So it looks cool. And then yeah. like, he's going with the flow. I also loved um, that you spoke about the kind of the city tour thing where like, you know how, mm-hmm. when it's time to look for colleges, you like go on the college tours, see what it's all about. But then we kind of like after college, we go back to like our parents' house. Usually like, that's what happened mm-hmm. to me. And then we were just kind of living like a weird, like limbo of like, I'm a full-blown adult, but like I live in my childhood bedroom kind yeah. of vibe. And it was funny too, because I had like a full, like I got my teaching job at 23. So mm-hmm. I'm like living at home, a full-time job with salary benefits, like the whole nine yards, but like in my childhood bedroom. So it's like this really weird in-between. And I kind of wish that I did that too, where like, you know, I came home from college and I was like, okay, do I want to stay on Long Island? Do I want to move mm-hmm. into the city? Do I want to like maybe move like maybe to Jersey or Connecticut, like the tri-state area? I didn't even like think of that mm-hmm. because I was just like, okay, I'm going to go home and live in my childhood bedroom you know for free like no rent Mm -hmm. and I actually didn't move out of my parents house until last year when I moved in with Nate and it was great to like save a bunch of money which Mm -hmm. I like highly recommend but you know I realized I was like wow I never like lived by myself like in my own apartment and like kind of figured myself out if you will where I went Mm -hmm. from like living with my family till I'm living with my significant other like there's Mm -hmm. also nothing wrong with that but in my own personal opinion I kind of wish I had like maybe a year just Mm -hmm. to like be by myself you know work you know on you know my career work on my own inner work or whatever I needed to do enjoy like being with friends and stuff like that maybe enjoy being in a new city in a new location so I love that idea I think people in their early 20s should like you know maybe not stay in their hometown and then just, you know, maybe just for a year, six months, whatever it is, and just mm-hmm. go to different cities, see which one you like and see where you want to plant your roots, especially because mm-hmm. with technology nowadays, you can, you know, live a good amount of distance between like your family and stuff like that. But there, we can call text, FaceTime, Zoom, like mm-hmm. we can still connect in this day and age where I think further back in time people kind of stayed huddled together because there wasn't that technology boost so I really I really love you know that idea with like looking at the um different cities 
All right, Taylor. So my next question is, how has your mindset played a huge role in your content creation, your entrepreneurship, just kind of shifting into real life adulting and all of those things? Yeah, um, I think that there's a big, like, kind of cultural, societal expectation that, like, you have to be kind of crazy when you're young and mm -hmm. um, that like this time doesn't matter or like, oh, it's fine if you make mistakes, which is totally true. But um, I really want to use my time wisely, like mm -hmm. an investment in myself. Um, and I feel like what I do now will pay off um, so much more in the long run if I'm using this time wisely. So I really do enjoy um, just like being productive and um, investing in myself. And that has sometimes been hard. I've, um, definitely like struggled to find like meaningful friendships. I feel like there's a lot of drunk friends in college where mm -hmm. like, you're not really friends, but you'll see them on the weekends and like have a great time. But like, you know, on Tuesday, if you're studying for an exam, like that yeah. you wouldn't even con think to contact them or yeah. if your car breaks down, you need a favor or something like they wouldn't be there. Um, so I'm kind of in the mindset of like, I don't really want to party with people who aren't genuinely my friends. Um, like I love having a good time, but there's so much celebration for no reason I'm realizing and observing. Um, it seems like there's always an excuse like, oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, it's Wednesday. It's like, well, what, what, have, we, yeah. Yeah, what have we accomplished in the last 24 hours since we last went out? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that um, th that's not always the easiest thing, but just kind of like partying and like wasting my time does not make me feel happy. Um, so I'm a big, like in moderation type person. It's all balance. Um, yeah, totally. Um, and I think that that is a better mindset than the opposite. Um, but if you kind of have the mindset, like I do, you might kind of feel left out of things or feel like, um, you haven't quite found like a group of people who feel the same way, um, which is hard. Like I feel lonely a lot, but not lonely enough to kind of fit in with the crowd or mm -hmm. change what I want to do and like who right. I am for just to fit in. Um, so that has kind of been like a constant struggle through my life. But I think as I get older, um, it will get easier to kind of um, find those more meaningful friendships and um, I don't know, things like reading or um, going out and like checking out places in town or um, taking pictures, like things like that. I find a lot more like rewarding than mm -hmm. going out and drinking and stuff like that. Like I totally like to have a good time, but like when, when I feel like there's a, like an actual reason, like I will mm -hmm. not enjoy myself if I just feel like it's a routine and I'm just doing it because everyone else is doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I still feel left out and have the FOMO if I stay in to, you know, get a good night's sleep and see people out and about. Um, so it's definitely not like the easiest thing, but I really just don't want to waste my time. I feel like there's so many different things I want to like accomplish in my life. Um, and some of them are like unrelated. Like I'm like, oh, I want to write a book or, oh, I want to be a professor someday. Like mm -hmm. just different things that are kind of all over the board. So I feel like if I prepare myself now for a bunch of opportunities, you know, I can slowly chip away at like all those long-term goals. Um, mm -hmm. And also just like set myself up to, to be happy and 
um, successful now. Mm -hmm. I, I love that you said that just like using your time wisely. And yeah, this may be the teacher in me, but like, I completely agree with your statement where I remember also in college, I was in that weird, um, type of senior year where I was also student teaching. So like my schedule was completely different than like my friend's schedules because like I was on the school that I was at, I was on their schedule, their breaks, all of those things. So my life had to shift a little bit and I had to prioritize, like you said, like prioritize my time better. Like I am preparing for my teaching career, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't go out on a Thursday, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But, and I felt like extreme FOMO because I mm -hmm. lived with people, like I was living in a house with a couple of my teammates. And so it'd be Thursday and there, you know, out having a good time they'd be you know pre-gaming you know upstairs and everything like that and I'd be like trying to sleep it's like 9 p.m and I'm like yeah hey, you, uh, quiet down just like a little bit <laughs> I know it's our senior year I get it but like we're 21 woo but you know I, I need to go to sleep mm -hmm. um, but I loved investing in myself in that way towards my career. And I agree that it's all about balance and mm -hmm. also setting boundaries for yourself too. They're like, of course, yeah, you know, Saturday night, Friday night. Yeah. Let's go out and have a good time. But, you know, I also even said, even now as, you know, going into my twenties, like once I started actually teaching, like Friday nights were not a thing for me. I, I was exhausted from the week. I, and, but I told my friends that I was like, literally, Friday nights. I'm not mm -hmm. your girl anymore. <laughs> like I'm full-time <laughs> teaching. I'm not it. Saturday night. Let me tell you, I am ready to go, mm -hmm. but I, the FOMO goes away. It's really interesting where I remember I went out a lot in college because of the FOMO. Like, I don't want to mm -hmm. miss out on anything. Yeah. You know, I'm like, did I really miss out on like that much? And like I said, um, Snapchat was huge when mm -hmm. I was in college. So you would see the Snapchat stories. Mm -hmm. And I remember if I didn't go out that night, I would see everyone's Snapchat stories. And mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, like they went to this house. They had a great time. And like in the moment, you're like, oh, like that little like tug of FOMO. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then you kind of get into like the real world and you realize that, you know, you still had really good memories. Like mm -hmm. you went out when you wanted to. And that was the important part. And then you also use the time and you didn't go out because you were focusing on your career or your side hustle, your passion, you know, whatever that it is. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree. It's definitely all about balance. Mm -hmm. And it's really important too that like your college friends, it's really 50-50. Some people, their college friends, they're, you know, the ones that are invited to their wedding, they're in the wedding party, like it's mm -hmm. But then there's some where you don't really talk to them anymore. Like for me, I mean, I went to school upstate, eight hours upstate, and I still like have contact with my college friends, but we aren't as close as like, obviously we were in college. And I actually reconnected with my high school friends because mm -hmm. as I came home. So it's really important to know what friendships you should invest in, in college and realize what friends are actually just going to be like, like you said, like the college, like drinking friends. Mm -hmm. So if someone's kind of sitting here listening and they're like, okay, well, how do I know, you know, what friendships I should keep or invest in? What kind of, you know, advice would you have for them? Um, I was kind of thinking about this like a year or two ago. And I was like, what I want this person like at my wedding, like what I'd be like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. are worth a $200 dinner plate, like, or whatever. Nowadays, let me tell you. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely not there uh, yet in my life, but like, if this person like 
isn't someone I like would want to like come to a special day um not like they don't mean anything to me but like it's probably not that important to like meet up with them to get drinks or feel pressure to um go along with some plan um and I think like also would you want to hang out with them sober like are they someone (laughs) that um you can trust because like there I don't know there's such like a weird I feel like irresponsibility in college like it's some like simulation and like yeah it's like not the real world yeah it's like vacuum yeah like we're living like off our student loans and we're like putting ourselves in debt and like Mm -hmm. spending money like we have it and like I don't know I'm realizing (laughs) all of a sudden you're like oh like that was not like fake money because when you're in college and you have like the student loans or whatever like that pay for your Mm -hmm. textbooks you're like oh like this isn't real money because like you're not thinking about that or like your meal Mm -hmm. plans and stuff oh this is not real money yeah you know the student loans they have they have found me Um, (laughs) oh right that money was real I'm in debt oh god so yeah it's it's you're in a vacuum it's kind of crazy yeah yeah, it, it is crazy. And I think what's kind of crazier is like when other people don't have any sort of like realization of mm-hmm. that. And like, if you're kind of aware of that, it's kind of scary to surround yourself with people yeah. who aren't. Um, so I think just like kind of being careful, like you are who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're kind of in a position where you don't feel like any of your friends are really like benefiting you or like, teaching you things, kind of taking you to the next level in some way, Mm -hmm. um, then like, you don't have to not be friends with them at all. But like, it's so normal and like healthy to take a step back and just like, put a little distance in the relationship. Reevaluate a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, And a good example, I guess, of this is like, if you're hungover and you skip class at my school, I did the math out because I was curious how much am I paying per Mm -hmm. minute to sit in a class and it's like $3 a minute or something. No so, way. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so if I skip like a whole Friday and I have like three or four classes, like that's almost a thousand dollars that I'm oh. throwing away. So when I look at it like that, it kind of changes my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and my boyfriend's the president of his fraternity. And I, I was kind of like a mentor in some way to some of the guys. And, um, yeah a couple of them like on a, like a Thursday night or something I was like are you gonna be in glass tomorrow they're like no way I'm like do you know how much it costs and like kind of dollars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I ran through that with them and they were like oh my god you're changing my life I was like well I, I wouldn't go that far but like it's a good thing to be aware of so yeah. um yeah I think like a lot of people might like kind of be using their college time and like treating it like just this non-stop party and like setting themselves up for kind of disappointment or feeling lost like post-grad and I think like you know freshman year like it's a lot easier to kind of let loose and go out more and meet people and socialize but I feel like each year you should get a little bit more adult and like it in every year just like a little bit yeah um I don't know. It's such a struggle for me. Like I was on Accutane, um, Mm -hmm. my sophomore year and you can't drink on that. I mean, I still did like once in a while, but I definitely like toned it back. And there's also not really go in the sun. I think my sister was on Accutane and like, you can't get a lot of sunlight. It was like the most bizarre thing I had to witness. I was like, wait, you can't go outside. (laughs) What? Yeah. It's like, 
I went outside one time and I got like a burn that was like it sailed over like my forehead it was crazy um but yeah the whole Accutane experience was insane but there was a lot of nights where like you know if my friends were going out on like a Wednesday I was like well I'm gonna have to like pick and choose more like when I want to partake since I'm on this medication you're not supposed to drink I I think a lot of people kind of do Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was like not trying to harm myself either Um, so I was kind of taking it easy and I feel like it's a good experiment if you're in college to like go out for a night and be sober like offer to be the DD or just like you know have like one drink in your hand that way no one like is pestering you but like remain sober and like are you actually having fun because like that really hit me like when I was sober I I was like this really is not super fun this is kind of like giving me middle school dance vibes or like I don't know it it just kind of put things in perspective and I was like if I'm not having fun like sober and then I'm adding alcohol in that's not really like what's fun for me um I agree. I've done a couple of the DDs when I was like student teaching. So obviously Mm -hmm. I wasn't drinking and the things I feel like I had more memories being the DD because it's just like, yeah, you're the, you're the sober one and you're kind of standing at like a party and you're just like, what is actually going on here? Is this actually a good time? Or is everyone just like on one and they're sweaty and the music is not that great. And it's like too many people in like one house or like a ball and you're like, oh, this isn't, this, you know, is fun at times, but like in doses, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And now that I'm like going into my senior year, I feel like when I think back on like going out nights, they kind of all blend together and it kind of starts to feel like Groundhog Day where it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I could go out, but it's probably going to be like the same exact experience as last weekend. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, I'm like happy I'm having these realizations over like the opposite of like holding on to like oh the the good old glory days the glory days yeah yeah um but it's also hard when you're like kind of feeling like am I like lame for feeling yeah, this right. way like, I'm a like big loser like that I'm not enjoying this like is there something wrong with me which like yeah. there isn't there isn't anything mm-hmm. wrong, especially too like there's extroverts and introverts mm-hmm. like I am I think I'm more of an extroverted introvert like I love alone time but I can also I like going out with people but it's like a limited amount of time you mm-hmm. know what I mean like I lose my social battery like pretty easily like I could take people in groups in like doses of time so yeah like if people are like oh am I like lame for not enjoying going out and partying in college mm-hmm. no you're not lame you might be mm-hmm. a little bit more introverted and that's totally fine and like everyone thinks like your college experience used to be like this big huge like partying all the time get it out now because like you'll never have it again and like to mm-hmm. some extent that's like kind of true because like adulting you like you can't just like go out on a Thursday I mean mm-hmm. you know like you work the next day I mean people still do it but like don't recommend it <laughs> but like it's okay that like your college experience may not be like the all-time like partying all the time and things like that mm-hmm. and I agree maybe like your junior and senior year kind of like ringing it back a mm-hmm. little bit each semester yeah because then you're more suited for the post-grad life I think a lot mm-hmm. of people get like depressed honestly in mm-hmm. and feel isolated in the post-grad life because they're so shocked by it mm-hmm. like, they have to like mentally prepare themselves because what happens is 
in college, like your friends were always around you 24 seven. Like every, someone was always mm-hmm. available to go get food, to go out, go grocery shopping with, go to class with, like there was someone mm-hmm. always around. So easily too. So easily too. Like, cause yeah, you, no like, effort. You lived with them mostly. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's post-grad life and you're all like, everyone has different work schedules. It's so funny now. If I want to make like plans with my friends, because some of us are teachers, some of us are nurses, some of us are social workers, like we all have different schedules. So we have to plan like two weeks to like a month in advance just to like go to brunch because like mm-hmm. we just all have, but that's, that's the reality of the post-grad world. So I think when people leave college and they're not like kind of prepared for like, you are going to leave college, your friends aren't going to be around you 24 seven. And then work is going to be the most, like the kind of priority a lot of the times, because that's where you Mm -hmm. are most of the day is at work. And it's important to definitely make connections at work. Highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you kind of feel like life slows down a little bit Mm -hmm. and then you get smacked with the reality of, oh, okay. So I work my job or my business, whatever that it is. And then you have to make the effort. Mm-hmm. to like go and be social because mm-hmm. everyone's, it's not like you don't like each other anymore. It's not like a fight. And, you know, sometimes your mm-hmm. friends do grow apart and that's totally fine. But most of the time it's just, everyone's kind of then gets so busy within like their own little bubble and lives because mm-hmm. you're all doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think it's really important what you said before of like, you're like, who's going to be at your wedding is who you want to mm-hmm. like kind of keep as a friend because your inner circle, especially in your twenties is so important because they can help you grow. If everyone's kind of on the same wavelength mm-hmm. or they can really stunt your growth. If like, mm-hmm. it's like the glory day friends where like all they ever talk about is like the glory days of college, which yeah, you can reminisce on memories. That's great. Mm-hmm. But like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're not in college anymore. So I think it's really crucial to start figuring out who your friends are also then going to be, who your connections are going to be, you know, in your post-grad life. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the most you know, important things because that's who you surround yourself the most is your coworkers, mm-hmm. your family. Then if you're in a relationship, your significant other, mm-hmm. and then it's the, it's the friends. And I think it's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. I have like four really great gals. And mm-hmm. I am so happy with that because I think the, I think you talked about this when we had like our meeting before, mm. like the big friend group, like everyone oh, can't like, stand yes. it. Oh God. The big friend group is like, like you think it's going to be the best thing, but it's really overrated. It's like, well, yeah. What mm-hmm. do you feel about the, the big friend group? Yeah. So, um, freshman year, I kind of noticed that like at orientation, whoever people like sat next to whoever, like they lived next to like those became their friends and like their clique and it wasn't because they genuinely liked each other it was almost like out of convenience slash like panic of like oh you're gonna be my friends like I'm nervous about like making friends and I was really strategic and like I want to know everyone like I don't want to be in your group chat I don't want to be in your friend group I want to be friends with you Mm -hmm. but I want to like pick and choose my friends and um, anytime I have kind of been in like a friend group, it's just too much, like too many personalities, yep. too much room for like miscommunication, people getting left out drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my strongest friendships are like one-on-one yes. and like, I can always like invite, you know, two friends that don't know each other super well, like 
to do something with me and we can all do something but when it's like a clicky situation it's just not my style mm-hmm. um I find it like so much more rewarding to like have one-on-one friends because a lot of times you're in a friend group and there's like one person that you're just like not into or they don't vibe with you and I don't like feeling that commitment of like oh I have to be friends with all these people that's Mm -hmm. why I didn't join a sorority because just the concept of like oh yeah these girls are all gonna be your friends your sisters yeah and you have to be all friends I'm like that's not how I like do friends like I'm like all right let's test the waters see if we hit it off that's kind of limiting too like you know, if you're in a sorority, that's all well and good. Cause there's also like great things of camaraderie and like being in a group, like right away, like that's kind of like your stability. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are cons to it where like, yeah, like you have to be like friendly and friends with people you may not really click with. And then also I think it mm-hmm. kind of stunts your own individuality. Like you kind of lose mm-hmm. yourself in a sorority. Like I was on the volleyball team. So that was like my immediate friend group. Mm -hmm. And it was great because I had like immediately 15 friends when I got into college, but it was very limiting for my own like self-identity because then I only saw myself as an athlete. So we hung out with all the athletes. That's all the Mm -hmm. parties that we went to, all the athlete houses and stuff like that, where I, I, even in high school, I was more of, I'm kind of friends with kind of everybody. I wasn't really in like a specific clique. And Mm -hmm. that's how I wanted college to really be like, which, you know, as I got more into college, I did branch out more and obviously hang out with other people rather than athletes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think a big friend group is like great, but then it also definitely stunts your own individuality, your own opinions and the kind of person that you want to be. And I think they're kind of, because there's so many opinions, there's also a lot of like backstabbing and Mm -hmm. talking behind people's backs and like just the cattiness and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know it's a lot of egos get involved with like a big friend group and stuff like that so it's yeah. also like I feel like not the most sustainable way to like build friendships like yeah. I feel like it's kind of like out of convenience and like you know the, the group chat like fizzles out eventually whether mm-hmm. you know it's after college or whatever so I feel like my one-on-one friendships are so much stronger and so like knowing that I kind of just like avoid anyone that's like trying to bring me into like a set click of people I'm just like that's not what I like like I don't like feeling committed to like a group of people I want to like really be strategic and like who I surround myself with yeah I completely agree because you're like you're the isn't it the saying where like you are the like the five people that you spend the most time with is who you actually like become so yeah yeah, totally strategic in your inner circle is like a complete uh, game changer especially when you go from like your early 20s to your late 20s mm-hmm. if then um girls that are getting into the post-grad life they're in their senior year right the summer right before their senior year and maybe it's the summer right after they graduated from college and they're kind of like okay I was in college and like you have like this kind of self-identity in college now you're out of it and they're like wait who am I like now mm-hmm. I'm in the real world what who's this type of person do I want to be how do I want to grow and all those things so what would you recommend for you know women that are trying to figure out okay like who am I post-grad life yeah I think it's like an exciting fresh start like I knew um in high school like I was not about the whole I don't know just I didn't I didn't enjoy high school so like I was so looking forward to college and like kind of a fresh start and it was funny because like people were not really nice to me in high school it was really small not many people went to college I went off to college and like people liked me and I felt like a lot more accepted and like 
I found my people more and I was like, wow, I've been going around thinking something was wrong with me and I was just in the wrong space. Um, so I think the post-grad like shift is another time where you can kind of, you know, like, I guess, let go of the things that aren't serving you anymore and kind of try new things. Um, I know for me, like, I love planning, getting organized, like, scheduling out my Google calendar. I like journaling. Um, I like vision boards and like motivational podcasts and um, going on, you know, workouts or walks in the morning. Like I like workout classes. Um, So I feel like, I don't know, just healthy things, like finding like things that genuinely make you feel good that aren't instant gratification, that aren't feel good in the moment and then you're going to regret it later or you're going to have to pay for it later. Um, Finding really sustainable things because um, if you kind of treat your 20s like, oh, like I'm young now, like this is now the time to treat my body like crap and not care and everything, like you're going to develop habits that aren't sustainable and you're either going to have to make shifts eventually or you're going to just develop into an unhealthy person. Like I think, you know, you can get away with doing those things for a couple years and having it be fine and whatever. But, um, I think that it's like, why not start now? Like, and build that life that like you can maintain, like the way I'm living right now, I know I'll be able to live this way when I'm 30 and 50. Like mm-hmm. I, if I'm going out and drinking, it's, I'm not get I'm not doing it to get drunk. I'm having a couple drinks like once a week, you know, I'm not staying up all hours of the night. Um, it's a 9 p.m. bedtime. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ex- 9 p.m. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm trying to build the habits now. Like, uh, there's nothing wrong in my life. There's no crisis. But I'm talking to a therapist and investing time mm-hmm. into, like, better understanding my mental health. And um, I'm exploring, like, hobbies that don't make me money and aren't anything just, other. Enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, reading before I go to bed. Or I just took an art class with, like, five like older ladies that were probably like 70 or 80 like love that I was the youngest person and it was like so cute I was like because I work for myself I needed some structure so I was like I'm gonna take an art class and I went walked in I did not expect to be so like so out of place so it was like (laughs) yeah it was so nice like I was actually kind of venting to them about like yeah like I like college um, but I like it less every year. Like I'm kind of like getting ready to graduate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's a shame that with the, all the social media and the yeah. drinking. And I was like, all right, Hey, I like the social media. Yeah. Like, all right, like, yeah, <laughs> all right relax. But yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I completely agree with what you said of like making it's a fresh start. Number one, which is a beautiful way to look at it mindset wise, because a lot mm-hmm. of people see post-grad as like the stress of this over. I'm like, Oh my God, like adulting. Like I have no idea what I'm doing where you flip them be like, it's a fresh start. I can be whoever I want now because mm-hmm. I think in college, especially if you're in a big group that like you do a lot of things because like everyone else, is, there's a lot more peer pressure in like high school and college. Now you're an adult and it's such like a freeing feeling of like, I can do whatever I want because I don't have these expectations of like the social group that I'm with, whatever click I was a part of. And I could just be my mm-hmm. own person and creating like sustainable habits, I cannot scream from the rooftops Mm -hmm. any more louder than that. Because 
you know, I, when I left college, I love that I brought, because I played volleyball, we were, you know, we knew how we had a nutritionist, we worked mm-hmm. out. So I took those habits that also with me into post-grad life and working out is one of the biggest like outlets and stress relief that I have for myself that really helps with my mentality. So mm-hmm. that was a very sustainable habit of like taking care of my body that was brought into because let me tell you all mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm 28 and like my knee hurts and I'm like where is it <laughs> hold up mm-hmm. <laughs> my knee hurt it never hurt before and now all of a sudden it's hurting mm-hmm. um but like I want to make sure that through my 20s like I was creating habits that I can take care of myself like you said that I could take it into my 30s my mm-hmm. 50s right yeah I love that also I encourage heavily that you are going to see somebody you're going to therapy like I go to a therapist mm-hmm. too I wish I went earlier honestly I wish I went a year age I should have because mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful experience of like to help your mental health and to talk to a third-party non-biased person just about your life because I'm mm-hmm. a highly anxious human being and mm-hmm. so same going into adulthood you know anxiety kind of went a little bit away in college because there's so much structure Mm-hmm. And then you're an adult and there's like, you're the structure now, like mm-hmm. used to get the job, all those things. And there's a lot more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so my anxiety like skyrocketed once I got out of college, because you're an adult now, like here mm-hmm. we are. So I love that you already created a mental health habit of, well, let me talk to someone. Let me mm-hmm. get the coping skills now so I can take that with me into my adulthood. I, I, I completely agree with it. I think also creating, like, I love that you journal as well. I journal. I think that's a great mm-hmm. habit to also have just get, cause that's getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. I think your early twenties and just your twenties in general is all about figuring out the person that you want to be mm-hmm. because who you are in your twenties and who you want to you know, try and be in your twenties really guides your habits, your thoughts, your morality into your thirties and into your forties, into your Mm fifties. So, you know, it's okay to detach yourself from, you know, the college identity and now start creating, you know, the person that you completely, you know, want to be. So I love, I love what you said about sustainability habits and then just like setting yourself up um, for Mm -hmm. the the real world. So, yeah, it's exciting. I'm like just talking about the post-grad life. I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I'm time. like, can I skip this year? Honestly, like I- I'm just, I'm ready, which, you know, freshman year, I was like, I love this. I love mm-hmm. going out. How can I, I don't want this to be over. How am I going to like, I only get four years here. And now yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was fun. But, like I'm on to new things. So yeah. And that's how you should look at it because my senior year, like once, cause I was student teaching. So I was really getting a taste of like what my mm-hmm. life is going to be like. I was like, see you later Potsdam. Like that's, so I was like, see ya. I was, mm-hmm. I enjoyed college. I enjoyed my time at college and now was my senior year and I was ready to go. I was like yeah. very ready to like, I graduated, like we had the graduation ceremony and then I left. Yeah. Like, I didn't stay for anything. I was very over the college scene because my like mind and my body just like knew intuitively, like this stage of your life is over. That's okay. You had mm-hmm. great memories. Now we're on to the next step, you know, of your mm-hmm. life. I was very, I was very ready for the next step. And I know not everyone is like, they, they think they're not ready for the next step. And like, that's totally okay. And it is a little nerve wracking at first when like all of a sudden I was home and I was like, oh, I have to get a job now. Like, what, what mm-hmm. do I do? How do I get jobs? Um, but there's also like, your 20s are such like a beautiful experience. So like the post-grad life 
it's such a nice and beautiful experience. And I don't think we should put so much fear and stress into it. And Mm -hmm. I think like, you know, especially on social media too, there is like that post-grad stigma of like, Mm -hmm. oh, now you're an adult now. And now like, there's no more fun anymore. Like Mm -hmm. everyone thinks like your highest point is going to be college. And that's Mm -hmm. like, so not true. Like your twenties are going to be so much fun just in Mm -hmm. a different way. Maybe not as intense and partying all the time, but I met coworkers that became my best friends. I went Mm -hmm. on vacations with them, started traveling a lot because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I had a job now and I could go to (laughs) places. I found my passion in my career. I found my significant other, like there are exciting and fun things down the line of Mm post-grad. So you just have to make sure you set up yourself for success to kind of get through the first little scary, you know, overwhelm at first. Yeah, totally. And I think if you're someone that like struggles with transitions, like building in that structure, like making sure, like sign up for an art class, like I did, or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, do the whole city tour, like make sure that there's a couple of things that like, will kind of catch you if you like need Mm -hmm. some structure, need like to be grounded. Um, And also just like get excited for like, you have no idea like what the future holds like in the next couple of years. And it's Mm -hmm. really exciting. Like you've worked so hard to get yourself to this point of like putting yourself through school, being educated. Like it's such Mm -hmm. a huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm excited to see what happens in the next couple of years. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you. It's going to be. Thank you. It's a very, it's a very exciting process. I also want to tell like your listeners, like if anyone like really related to what I was saying Mm -hmm. and like wants to DM me like to chat or like, I was about to tell you like, girlfriend, go plug yourself right now. Cause I know we could talk for like three more hours. (laughs) (laughs) Zoom time is running out. Yeah. Plug all of your things. Where can people find you, follow you, all those wonderful things. Yeah. So, um, it's just my name, Taylor Vahey, T-A-Y-L-O-R-V-A-H-E-Y, um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, those are the platforms. So yeah, if I can like be of help or, you know, a friend or have any questions about like what I talked about. I'm super open. So like, definitely um, let me know if you've related to anything or if you have any questions. Cause like, that's why I love social media. Like I genuinely mm-hmm. love people like in person. I'm such an extrovert. Like I have so much energy. I was so tired going into this podcast interview and now I'm like fired up. Me too. I'm revved. I'm like, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I love people, whether it's in person or online. So if I can, you know, be of help or if my content is like helpful or inspiring, that's what I hope to put out there, you know, just showing the good, but also being like, yeah, like this is like, what's hard about what the stage of life that I'm at too. So I try to keep it real. Um, I don't know what my future holds exactly for the entrepreneur entrepreneurial route or the nine to five route, but if you follow me, we'll figure it out. Figure it out together. Yeah. Great. Um, and I'm going to put all that information, like your Instagram, YouTube, all those wonderful things. I'll put those in the show notes and link it so they can um, click it um, right away. And isn't there, um, don't you also make um, t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that? You want to plug that? Yeah. So I just started um, that. I was going to make a Shopify, but they like sold out all my Instagram story, like mm-hmm. already. I think I have like four left. Um mm-hmm. So there's not like a Shopify yet, but if you follow me, um, you'll definitely see my new sweatshirt merch that just came out. So that's a cool, cool. 
I love them. They're such Thank a cool design. you. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little entrepreneurial project I have going to. So all right amazing well thank you taylor for taking the time out of your day to come onto the podcast i think we had such like this was just just a carefree like interview like i know a lot of my interviews are like they're carefree but they're like they're like oh but like this Mm -hmm. was like just such a like relatable carefree conversation yeah keeping it real keeping it real which i loved and i definitely think the growth mindset gang is going to like super enjoy everything that we talked about so thank you so much for coming on today Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy we had this conversation. It was really fun. Yeah, me too. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Taylor. We had such an amazing time together. Um, All of her links are going to be in the show notes for her Instagram, her TikTok, her YouTube She's so friendly and so welcoming. So if you do have any questions about post-grad life, definitely send her a DM. She is all for it. She makes wonderful content for the big transition between college and adulting life. So please follow her. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share it on your story. Tag me and Taylor. Please make sure to follow me and rate me on Spotify. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Audio Podcast Network.